Welcome back to the Black Letter Podcast. We set out to create an entertaining and exciting podcast about law and business, and I think we've done it. Black Letter, the name, comes from the Gothic typeset that was originally used in the Gutenberg Press. Over time, Black Letter became the only font that English law books were printed in. Everything else was printed in regular type. It made it harder for kind of the common person to understand what the English law books said. Black Letter came to represent something that was law, that was set in stone, that was sort of old and a well-settled fundamental principle of law. We're here to demystify Black Letter law. We're here to demystify things that happen in business and law and where those two meet. And I hope you have fun listening. And now a word from our sponsors. After four years of exciting growth, recently named Washington Business Journal's fastest growing real estate brokerage and fifth fastest growing company overall, Pearson Smith Realty continues to build upon their vision of building an agent-focused brokerage dedicated to providing the ultimate client experience. Servicing the DMV in West Virginia, if you're an agent looking to work in a collaborative atmosphere while taking advantage of the industry's best compensation packages with unlimited value propositions, or if you're a buyer or seller looking for an agent that will go above and beyond to find your dream home, visit www.pearsonsmithrealty.com today or call 571-386-1075. Welcome to the Black Letter Podcast. Today I have with me Mike Snow and Chris Boris of Pearson Smith Realty. And joining them in the middle here is George Hawkins, an attorney with Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig, who works with Pearson Smith Realty. Pearson Smith, from what I understand, is the fastest growing uh, residential real estate firm in the DC metro area. And George has been with them and helped them grow. And they have signed kind of their secrets to their success as a real estate firm. So we're going to talk a little bit about what makes them different and how they've been successful. So all the real estate agents and brokers and others out there can, can get their secrets for free. And um, at the same time, George is going to talk about the problems he's helped them deal with, and they're going to share whether or not George did a good job. Um, so without you know, further ado, I, Mike, we were talking before the show a little bit, and I asked you, well, what is the secret sauce? How do you grow so quickly? I mean, I assume yeah. to grow, you need to get agents, real estate agents to join your company. What right. makes you different? Why do agents join you instead of another real estate brokerage? Right. Um, it, you know, first, a lot, almost all the credit goes to Eric and Chuck. I mean, okay. they, they, they've created this company back in 2015. And who are Eric and Chuck? Eric and Chuck are the owners of our company. Pearson and Smith. Pearson yes, and Smith. Pearson and I figured Smith. that, but I yeah, wanted, to, yeah, wanted to get it out there. Yeah, so no, no. Good, yeah, good call. Podcaster listeners. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, so they came together back in 2015. Chuck is uh, Fortune 500 CFO. Eric was the boy genius real estate guru. Uh, they came together in 2015 with their team of 15. And Eric had a team of 15. And he asked Chuck, and Chuck was um, uh, thinking about leaving his other job. And Eric convinced Chuck, hey, I'm starting this real estate company. Leave your you know, VP status over here and come join me with this 15-person team that I have. Uh, Eric's a very good salesperson and convinced Chuck to do that. And so January 1st, 2015, uh, Pearson Smith was created with 15 agents with uh, one small uh, uh, office out of Sterling. So 2015, four years ago, yeah. roughly, mm -hmm. how big are you guys now? 
Uh, we are almost at 900 agents. 900 agents, so yeah. from 15 to 900 yeah. in four years. Yeah. So, so we, how does that happen? So we, uh, or the numbers actually, I, I think we hit, I think we hit just under a thousand mm. at the end of last year. Oh wow! But we made some changes, did a little house cleaning, so to speak. Uh, we dropped about 232 agents. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that brought us down into the 800s. And now since January, we're back up into the 900s, approaching 1,000 again. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so just a cleaner, solid solid group. So so what, why does an agent want to join you guys instead of joining a competitor? I won't throw competitors' names yeah. out there like, you know, Long and no, Foster, no, 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 Keller no. Williams. I won't throw those no. out there. Throw I just it. did. So, <laughs> so what makes you different? Well, the, the big three things when we're when we meet with agents are our culture. We do have a, even though we are creeping towards a thousand agents, very family oriented company. Okay. Um, so with culture, we 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 work really really hard. But uh, Eric and Chuck, the owners, uh, they like to reward the agents in a in a fun way. Whether it's a crab fest or renting out Dave and Buster's like they did last month for our team meetings. Mm -hmm. um, so culture is a big thing. Technology is huge. So we offer one of the more robust uh, technology suites, um, in, in our opinion, compared to other agencies. Is it proprietary? Uh, you... No, it's not proprietary. These are just things that uh -huh. Eric and Chuck said, you know, because Eric was such a high producing agent, he sure. built this brokerage as agent focused and agent, agent centric. So he knows if, if he was still practicing today, what this, he would is, want. this is what he would want. And he did use a lot of these tools. And over the course of time, once, um, probably once or twice a quarter, he'll add in a, a, a technology tool that will, you know, that he can announce at the, at the, at our company meetings, say, Hey guys, we looked at it. You know, this tool may not be used as much. This is the new thing off the street. We just purchased it. Let's, let's go. So I'm interested. How do you maintain when you go from 15 agents, right? You've got a culture and you're mm -hmm. off. You guys can get together and go to a bar together, happy hour. 900 agents, you can't go to a bar together. It they, was they a much fit. bigger bar. Yeah, yeah. We, we just keep finding bigger bars. <laughs> I mean, do, so, but do they all fit in David? But I mean, how do you maintain yeah. that culture? Do you use policies? Did you, do you have HR issues? Obviously, you dropped 232 people. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you deal with those challenges? So, you know, on the 232 people, we, you know, we didn't you know, necessarily drop them. We just made tweaks to the mm -hmm. the the plan you know kind of the business plan and you know it it was something where those agents either were got out of real estate gotcha. or put their, their like licenses part time part time or, yeah. yeah it was was the largest portion gotcha. and, and you know 50 or 60 of them went to our referral company I gotcha. you know cuz they just weren't doing enough business for it to really make sense for the agents. association fees yeah. and everything like that sure. so you know, at, at the end of the day, we've, we've always had an open door policy. So Mike has been with them since the very, very beginning. I came on board around February of 2015, then became an employee April 1st of 2015. So Mike was with Eric's team and, you know, the company formed as Eric's team, you know, pretty much gotcha. everyone came over and joined. So, you know, the neat thing about the company is, you know, we're very compartmentalized with each of the players, you know, Eric, Chuck, me and Mike. Everyone's very good at, at a set of right. tools and, and we kind of stick to what we know. So on my end, I'm compliance and I'm the brokerage you know, side of it. And then, you know, Mike is still an active agent, but mostly managing at this point. He's kind of transitioned into managing over the years. And Mike and Eric are just awesome with technology and coaching 
and Chuck is our, you know, our money guy. Right. So, you know, we, we have um, Chuck's daughter, Lauren, is in our accounting department. So, you know, the, the, the entire setup is just everyone's very comfortable with what they do. And we have an open door policy. And a lot of the agents constantly that join us will, you know, they'll walk up to me, you know, and I'm principal broker of the firm. I'm not even one of the owners, but they'll walk up and say, you know, I've never met my principal broker at the firm, let alone had an open door policy really? with them. Is that so, because of the size of these other firms? You know, it, or is it, it just the it, culture? It, 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 it's a little bit of both, I would say. You know, at the end of the day, I, you know, I try to have my door open as much as possible because it's awesome to interact with all the agents. Now, at the size that we're at, we have what, you know, five managing brokers. Yeah. So, you know, we've grown. Virginia, D.C., Maryland, and we're in West Virginia. So, you know, we have a super dynamic staff that's able to operate in all the jurisdictions. And the thing that I found... So you leverage that for your other brokers. You're like, oh, hey, we can... Absolutely. You're here in Loudon or Fairfax. If you've got something in West Virginia, we've got you covered and you're going to get paid for it. And you're part of our and, team. And, and, we, and, and we have good people that can help you. So, it's in-house. Yeah. It, you know, the, the, thing, the thing that, you know... The, the fascinating thing, just watching the company grow, because, you know, at my stage in my career, I mean, I'm 30 years in the business. When I met these guys, it, it was, you know, to me, it was the closest thing to like um, working in Silicon Valley for a startup. Right. I'm like, you know, hey, I've been doing this for, you know, 27, 28 years or however many it was. It's like, this is pretty cool. If it, if it works out, this is going to be very cool. <laughs> So for me, you know, I just, I just jumped in because I just liked Eric and Chuck and Mike and we all just got along and everything. And if it didn't and work out, it's Silicon Valley, the TV show. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then, then we'd be sitting here talking about what not to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. So, and it's nice to be on the other side of it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, knock, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. So far, so good. So with, you know, with what Mike was saying and, and what I, the, the thing I find most interesting is that we've grown organically. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of companies out there that just hammer the agents out there nonstop. Hey, right. join us, join us, join us. Come have a free lunch. Come this. We're all word of mouth. And that's, that's what's remarkable yeah. is how fast we grow and continue to grow going into our, what, fifth year now? Yeah. No, Five years over yeah. 900 agents. So. Incredible. You've, you've added 800 and something. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. 880 agents or something. So, yeah. so that's fantastic. So, next question for you Can guys. Can I just follow up one more thing? Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, so, one more thing. So, Eric and Chuck again, very in their the vision of it, they they see that right. You grow mm -hmm. so fast, you want to keep that family feel. So, once a month, a neat thing that I they rent out the movie theater below the Ashburn office, the okay. biggest one we have. So, I think it's sure. like 300, 350 agents. Um, can go into that theater and we have a brokerage meeting. So market updates, what's going on in the industry, um, you know, yeah. what's going on in our brokerage. Um, and then on top of that, we also have Facebook Live. We leverage that heavily. So even though um, we can't see everyone on a weekly or monthly basis personally, um, we are on a Facebook Live show with all the brokers and owners of the company. We get on once, uh, once every two weeks now just so that we can still have interaction. And then even though the folks can't watch it when we film it, it's in our internal Facebook page. It's private. So they can see it anytime. So they can go back and watch yeah, it at their, sure. at their leisure. It's a good idea. Yeah. So, so that's a neat leveraging of available free technology, yeah, right? right? You took Facebook Live and turned it into a way to maintain company culture. Right. So um, next big question, obviously, to have 900 agents, you have to be doing business. You have to probably sell a house or two. 
I think probably the region you're in is helpful too. It seems like there's a few people buying houses in the region. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, so there's been a little bit of growth. But uh, how do you attract, what, what makes you different from another real estate company if I'm a homeowner or looking to sell a home or looking to buy a home? Like why do, why do they prefer your company overall? I know they're personal relationships, get yeah. that, but your company, right. what, what drives that brand? In terms of Pearson Smith? Yeah. So Pearson, Pearson Smith, Smith. Like, and so in the region now, even though we've been around like five, five years or so, mm -hmm. uh, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but we are now up there in the top five in, in almost every county. So from a sales perspective, we can say, hey, we're selling just as much as all those big brands that you see right. out there. And here's the numbers to show it. Also, another thing that makes us unique is we are one of, uh, without a doubt, one of the, the largest online lead buyers in the country. Okay. Um, so in, in a lot of people, in a lot of traditional places, they, some see value in them. We see a lot of value in them um, where we spend quite a bit of money to, um, on the Zillows and the Realtor.coms and the Homes.com. And so we, we pour in a lot of money to be able to have the opportunity um, to attract those buyers who are looking. So how that makes sense on this home sale oh, front. Oh, you buy leads from, of buyers on those yeah, sites. Yeah, buyers. You're not buying the sellers. No, no, but it translates over into the seller because when you go on to a listing appointment, um, because we have sort of that first step look, we have a database that we can actually tap into. So when agents are going on listing appointments, they say, hey, right now my company, because right now we have about 200, pushing 200,000 leads in our system. Wow. We can actually sort, okay, we can, we, you reverse engineer it and say when you're on your listing appointment, hey, we actually have, and I know for a fact, seven different agents in our company that are looking in this neighborhood. Three of them are actually looking to buy between zero and three months, and the other four are looking between three and six. If we get this list, and that's gonna, data no one else has. I, well, I don't say anybody, but because there are multiple people that can buy a lead, Okay. But there's probably only a handful, maybe two or three that buy on our scale. And, and, and also, there's not, there's not a lot of companies that understand what to do with the leads, you know, because you, you see a lot of models where you buy the lead and then if they don't buy something immediately, you move on to the next one and you just siphon, you know, through the... But you the, drop the leads you, otherwise. Right, but we don't. So we, we, we have an, an awesome database that's actually sorted by like kind of what Mike's describing. So, you know, when you go on a listing appointment, you can literally say, hey, within our brokerage, we have five agents with five buyer prospects mm -hmm. that are looking in, you know, your area right. and they want to buy in the next zero to six months. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's even bigger than those radio ads you hear where they say they have thousands or hundreds of thousands of leads. It's more discreet than that. You say, you say, in your neighborhood itself, I can find the person for you already. No, exactly. And, and we have, I mean, a really good, our, our uh, Pearson Smith Realty Agent Forum is just spectacular. And the, the nice thing with all of our agents is they all are very willing to share. No one, you know, a lot of right. brokerages I've worked at over the years and been part of, it's all very secretive. You know, I'm not going to tell you how, how I'm successful because then you're going to be successful and I'm going to lose business to you. But the forum is just crazy because, you know, someone will post, hey, I've got, you know, a house coming up in, you know, Clifton. And then boom, you'll just suddenly start to get hits. Hey, when can we get in? I've got people there in that area. Right. On top of everything else that we have in the database, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's remarkable to me just watching from what we're able to do as a company and, and how the industry's changed just in the well, time so I've been coming soon. Very, very Industry's dynamic. changed, yeah. right? Yeah. And there's a lot of 
I mean, the growth has been incredible in these counties, the D.C. metro area particularly, where you guys operate. Um, what problems have you run into? How has George helped you? Like, how many fights have you George, been in? Or, I, mean, hey, I assume you can't grow I, like that without some... Here's the good news. Yeah. And we're going to blow our own, own horn on this one. But, knock on wood, mm -hmm. we have not had to step foot into a courtroom. That's right. And, and who do you, um, and, and that, do you do is, that? that is, George has been. And, I, uh, and we have to give an, credit to Chris. An, an immense, and an we immense. have to give credit for Chris for going to, because I remember sitting in the room with, with Eric and Chuck and Chris, and Chris was like, we need, this is, I mean, this is back first six months on the job probably, and you're like, we need legal counsel. And we're all like, hmm. And then we went, and then it turns into, we, we meet him, George, and it's right, boom. And he's been with us ever since. Oh, we, we, yeah, we, George came highly recommended. Um, and we met with them. We left and we're like, all right, we need this guy. Can we afford this guy? Because we were only how many agents when, yeah, exactly. I mean, we weren't yeah. even 70. So I actually you know, gave you a deal for the first so, 10 hours. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, so he, he, he helped us pay him. That's right. That's nice. <laughs> what's the wackiest thing George has had to do for you in the last four years of massive growth? The wackiest thing? I mean, here, here, the here, here's the thing with George that's nice is when we need him, he's on point immediately and he just gives us how it is. You know, it's not you know, oh, maybe this, oh, maybe that. He'll say, look, this is what you should do. And then 9.9999 times out of 10, we, we just agree with them. And so far, like I said, we haven't had to step into a courtroom, which for our size brokerage and our volume yeah. is truly remarkable. It's, it's, it's remarkable for so any size it's, it's close to you. You guys, know, yeah. so George has really just steered us. I mean, wacky wise, I mean, I then you can share I'll, nothing I'll, like I have to think of some know, of I mean we've had some well we generally speaking when I represent brokerages the kind of calls I get is is the is the is the agent who's let their client run amok in the house and the owner has liberally videotaped and audio recorded <laughs> the antics the That's and right. agent running amok? no the agent's uh -huh. clients they were shuffling clients? through the jewelry oh. box kids oh. jumping up and down oh, yeah. holding a two and a half hour client meeting as a, inside somebody else's house and, oh. and, and uh, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of the consumers, you know, forget that everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people have these Nest yeah. thermostats, cameras, recorders, yeah. right? And it's not just Nest, it's everything now. It's yeah. the, you know, so, you know, we always tell our agents, you know, hey, if when you show a property, show it, leave, and then talk about it. Because you're probably on camera. We, you, we actually were like, should we give whoa. this? You, oh you, my gosh, just, that's a good point. Well, that, they, the they negotiation right. strategy is given away. We've had this is this is not with us. This is some of a previous life. But I remember uh, someone saying, "Oh, you know what? We need to talk about whatever we need to talk about outside because one of the sellers had a baby camera in the room and they were next door with their um, agent with the no with the monitor. Oh wow! So it was strong enough to go through the wall and yeah. they were listening to what was going on. So from you just, no sensitive talk, obviously, inside for you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So we, we had to send, that was one of our first, we had to send George, I sent him, I sent him photos, and uh, I don't know if I had the audio, I think I had the audio recording, and I was like, George, look at the photos, listen to the auto, audio, call me. <laughs> he called like a second later, he goes, what am I looking at? I said, well... Well, we, we, we smoothed all the ruffled feathers among the brokerages and the agents, and 
and we handled it as an administrative matter with the agent. And I don't know if she's still with you, but uh, she certainly got clear direction after that about what should and shouldn't be done. Interesting. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like I, I also see this whole nest phenomenon. Just like to hit on that because it's interesting to me. I don't think as a home. I haven't bought a home in 14 years, but as a home person buyer, possibly, yeah. I never thought of that. And so it's like buying a car with my wife. She'll see a car. She's like, oh my gosh, I love this. I have to have some <laughs> freaking leave, right? Because yes. we're not going to get a dollar <laughs> off this car. That's and the, right. the car salesman's like, yeah. <laughs> and that's like evil laugh, right? So I assume <laughs> yeah. that's what's going that's, on. And it's not a laughing matter because right. the, if the nest is video only, right. then it's legal in Virginia. But right. if it's audio, then it's illegal. Because it's an intercept. And so you have to kind of caution your agents about encouraging that type of thing. Well, it's in their own home. Right. But you still can't intercept people's conversations when you have business invitees. Yeah. Come to my house. Oh, it's a business invitee. Yeah. Right? So, so we've actually... You, you know, would never know in most cases. That's the challenge. Right. And, 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 and it's, it's like speeding and, and only when you're caught. Right. You know, in this particular situation, both brokerages got a little bit out of it because... You know, it was one of the first for both yeah. brokerages where we step back going, this, you know, we hear about it, but boom, here it is. It, it's happening in front of us. So it, it, was, it was a crazy one because the, the uh, you know, the agent, you know, tried to control the buyers as yeah. well as possible, but they brought their kids and their kids just beelined in different directions. So it was one of those situations where, you know, how, how do you best herd cats? I mean, because the standard is the agent is supposed to be with their client throughout right. the showing. They shouldn't let them go into the kitchen because it's, it's actually a risk issue for the agent yeah. because it, where'd my jewelry go? Right. right? Yeah. And, and so you, you have to kind of exercise kind of ordinary risk management for even showing a home. But also, you know, these people are going to say something was broken. We spent a lot of time. We were both on a form committee for a large trade association where we spent a lot of time talking about liability of agents entering somebody else's house and something breaking, you know? So we had to be very cautious. And let's stop for a moment and hear from our supporters. Thank you to our sponsor today, Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig. Dunlap, Bennett & Ludwig solves complex business problems with smart solutions, acting as advocates and advisors to their clients with diverse professional backgrounds from MBAs to PhDs to bankers to military officers, real-world experience for real-world problems. Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig doing better law. To find out more, visit www.dblawyers.com. So what about uh, the issue of, I was talking to a real estate person the other day about the issue of safety at open houses. Have you ever heard? So, so I didn't even realize this was an issue either. It's but safety issue. of the real estate agents themselves. When you have an open house, it's like, hey, anybody who sees this sign on the road Please come into this private place and right. we'll close the doors. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it now as an ex-prosecutor, I'm like, wow, that is a potential invitation to some bad stuff. Um, have you guys it, seen that or is that an issue that it, you deal it, with? It is, it is an issue. You know, we cover you know, our agent safety extensively in our policy manual, but in also our training. Um, you know, one of the standard things is, you know, you tell the agents, you know, when you're showing a property, you know, you keep everyone going ahead of you into the rooms. Right. You don't walk into a room where they can just slam the door and you have no way out. So th there's a, a lot of things yeah. that you have to just, you know, be thinking about because at the end of the day, you're right with, you know, 
nowadays a lot of you know consumers buyers sellers or right. you know, buyers you're not meeting them until you're at the property or they walk into your open house especially open house right yeah. so safety is a huge huge concern and, and we're even seeing now uh, people if you want help there's a lot of folks on our forum who will hey i'll help attend your open house we actually had um, oh, like as a, as a it's safety a, person, a buddy second, system. Yeah. Not even, it's, it's almost yeah. like, especially in this market too, it's twofold. It's safety and it's also, and there's so many the property. people. Protect, and it's also, there'll be so many people coming through your homes because the inventory is so low and listings are so sought after. Uh, you may even need two people to walk with the, go through the house with uh, the, the various people because you have two, three, four groups at a time inside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Credit to, uh, we, we've got a couple uh, industry partners. Um, the owner of one of our part, mortgage, the mortgage company actually went with one of our agents that was looking for someone to uh, go to an open house with them this weekend. And he stepped up and said, hey, I'll go with you and, and be there with you. So, wow. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, too, you have to be careful about being too cognizant of the people coming and, and making judgments about them because an open house is a fair housing issue as well. Okay. And so when you show a house, you have to show it to everyone. And you just can't show somebody who, if they look sketchy to you, then... Gonna, there's going to be an accusation. Well, so let me ask you, though, if, if the person looks threatening, aren't you allowed to say, hey, you know, uh, I don't want to show you this house. I'm uncomfortable. You can't do that? Private property? So uh, if, I'll just say on the agent side, our training is if you feel uncomfortable, leave. Right. I'll let George take it from there because I think the question merits more than if you feel uncomfortable, leave. The hard part is... Well, the there's always, there's always a, a revisiting of the decision-making of that agent to make sure. But it, it, if the agent is feeling threatened, that is, that is not going to be a fair housing, uh, fair housing thing. So, in, in my view, because it's more important that you, you deal with the legal issues than the, than the personal safety of a person. It is, a, it is a better legal judgment to keep people alive and safe than people to be not liable, which is not as a critical because you can always deal with insurance and the litigation or the accusations. So somebody says, I'm discriminated against because they didn't let me in the house, and that's a thing. That's a yes. fair house. It has happened. Thing. It has happened. And I, I represent more than one brokerage. I've had those calls that says, I was afraid to let this person in. They showed up. They looked, um, However, like they looked threatening to me because they didn't look dressed for the occasion. Gotcha. So what are the other legal issues like that that you might... I would never have thought of that until now because I don't do open houses. And most home buyers aren't going to think of that. I assume real estate agents are pretty cognizant of this everywhere. I don't know. I see you guys do internal training, but most real estate agents. What are the other things that agents might not think of or brokers might not think of that you guys know from your experience? Again, being a very successful and, and larger brokerage now, uh, having grown so fast, what have you run into that you're like, hey, here's a tip. Uh, here's a takeaway for you as a broker or an agent that you should think about. Um, legal challenges or physical kind of operations management challenges dealing with clients and outside. that well, that one is a very interesting one to me. you know one one of the more recent stories that i think made it into the papers and news was uh, i think it was maybe in the dc market there was a group of three four people that were going to open houses and one would distract the agents while the other three would go, you know, fill wow. bags full of jewelry and whatever they, oh, wow. whatever they could get. And that, that really, you know, put everything, you know, back into perspective, like, hey, guys, you, these open houses, you got to worry about your safety, you got to worry about protecting the property. And, you know, you've got to be able to manage the crowds that yeah. come in, because this stuff really does happen. Yeah. And you manage the client ahead of time. <laughs> hey, if you have things that are easily carried away from your house, 
take them out of the house right. now. Give, if you're put them in your car, the table, put them yeah, in the yeah, car's yeah. trunks, do something. A little, yeah, I mean, you, you, agents are professionals. They should think Don't about these things. Out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. and, and they should well, be thinking of these things. And the good ones know or have been trained to do it. It's still going to happen, yeah. but if you can give that advice, right, the, that's the, good. What I say when, I, when I'm working with someone who's listening at home, I, I, if Think about it this way. It, it, if you don't want it gone in terms of jewelry or medication or something, just get it out of here. If you have a safe on, if you have a family member close by, just yeah. get, have it out. Because I don't want everyone, you want to think people are good, but it, I, I'm always a think worst case and then hope, you know, and then plan for the worst and hope for the best type of thing. Well, yeah. and, and you, you know, I, I agree. Setting expectations is such a big part of real estate in general, but on, with sellers, you know, you do upfront have to say, hey, look, people are going to go through your stuff. Okay. That yeah. just happens. Right. Yeah. Wow. So they're going to open drawers. They're going to open cabinets and, you know, they don't need to see what's you, in your drawers, but they're going to do it. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So just <laughs> weird plan accordingly. So, um, put away anything and everything. Of, and moving could you companies take the will do opposite it approach and put something really shocking in your drawers, like a, like an arm. Which would be actually very funny. Yeah. But I feel like it's but, effective. Yeah. <laughs> There's an arm in here where so, I shouldn't open my drawer. Yeah, that's where right. I keep but my then arms. You, yeah, that might scare <laughs> that that might fire the buyer away. Your shrunken heads, whatever, yeah. whatever it might be. That, that would be but funny. it's plastic. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. the reaction yeah. of the snooper. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and a snooper's not probably a real buyer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, true. I mean, well, you're a snooper. I don't know. You know that, that People the, misbehave and they're CEOs. People misbehave when they're ordinary thieves. Human nature is not limited to... People without money. So, so now we're getting into Locke or Hobbes, right? So, like the, kind of the theory of man. Are we, are we all I'm more of a Rousseau good? guy. Nah. Are we Leviathan? <laughs> um, I don't know. So it, it, maybe in the real estate world, everybody's kind of a Hobbesian, you know, um, Darwinian uh, person. Who knows? You guys have any theories on that? I don't know how we got to inherently good yeah. or inherently. Why don't we just yeah. say people evolve? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's 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 a great mixing bowl. There's, yeah. you know, especially just open houses. Not everyone that goes to an open house is looking to buy a house. Decorating, you know, paint colors. Oh, I hear my neighbor's house is gorgeous on the inside. I did that. I, I went to go, I to go open houses to see it. how they did things. So I, oh. you know, people a have lot of similar the, the basement, floor plans. The basement's finished, and their right. basement's unfinished. So I wanted to come get ideas on how I'm going to do mine. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah. It, it is. I mean, it's, I guess it's legitimate-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Well, they they open the house, you know. Yeah. So, so you can't have an open house where they sign a contract before they go in. So like no, a liability I'm, waiver. I, I, or take, I, can you take IDs at the door? Um, I, I would be. I would be. I'd be afraid of that because of fair housing. Again, people without IDs may be discriminated against. It's a disparate impact. Yeah. Um, also, you may have people who are. Um, don't have IDs, but they're still entitled to buy houses, like people of national origin coming from France. They may not have an ID with them. French like people that. have IDs. But not always on them. Um, and so no, those are croissants. <laughs> <laughs> they have croissants not always on them. IDs they probably have. So, yeah. Oh, no. So, so, um, so appreciate it, guys. What are the three big takeaways for brokers or agents or people in the real estate business that you guys can share with uh, the viewing audience? Uh, people who are running their own little real estate shops or mid-sized real estate shops who are looking to, to maybe be you guys someday or people who want to work with you. What, what advice do you give to those people? So the biggest piece of advice I'll give to the smaller companies under 500 agents is merge with a larger company because it, 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 
you know, the, the, the way, the, the way the, the industry has shifted and, and the, the different business models out there, right. it's very, very hard to have a, a smaller brokerage and be very, very successful. So it's economies of scale. It is economies right? so of scale. So to be competitive, you need to be in a, in, in your guys' experience, having been in both, you need to have the infrastructure to give you those kinds of resources because you can't have hundreds of thousands of leads and all this support in a smaller brokerage. Uh, so that's, that's tip one. So what are the other two? We need three things because that's just what we do. Well, we're, Humans like three. We're going to get a lot of phone calls off number one. Cause, and don't get me wrong, there are awesome smaller brokerages. Yeah, so, but at the end of the day, econ economy of scale yeah. is, is important. It is. And so is number two have counsel like George? Well, you have to have counsel. I mean, you know, like Mike was saying, uh, you know, I joined these guys a few months into the start and Eric and Chuck and Mike are looking at me when I said, hey guys, who's our attorney? And they looked and they're like, well, we haven't taken one on retainer yet. And I'm like, we need an attorney. They all looked at me like, well, maybe we should talk about this well, when, when, when we're 200 agents or 300 agents. But Eric and Chuck were, you know, are smart enough, you know, that yes, we, this is something we need to explore. We have to find the right fit because, you know, clearly economy of scale wasn't on our side at sure, that point. Sure, so sure. we had to find the right, you know, firm, the right attorney, and then, of course, the, the right prices. So let me ask you guys, <laughs> ask you guys this. Um, if I'm looking for an attorney, am I looking, for, could I, if I'm small, use my cousin Bob, who's a divorce attorney? Or do you need somebody? I mean, what, what is your advice on finding the right attorney? Uh, uh, I mean, George is sitting right here. Yeah, so obviously. <laughs> specialize in, in real estate. So okay. the, no, the two criteria that I threw out there for Eric and Chuck and Mike, I said, we want a real estate attorney mm -hmm. and we want a litigator. Okay. And those are two very important things, in my opinion, because at the end of the day, if you're working with someone that's not also in the courtroom, you, you want to make sure that you're current right. on everything that is happening in the courtrooms because inevitably that's, where your money's going. that's what's going to decide yeah. everyone's fate. So with George, you know, like I said, he came highly recommended. He, he, he filled both of those needs. And um, George is on NVAR forms. You I was. Now I'm not. And this year I'm only the uh, chairman of the attorney roundtable. Okay. But you're, so George is deeply involved in the real estate community and at the same time, you go to court. And he goes to court. Uh, so so that's good. That's my two cents. Yeah. Take it for what it's worth. But we've found that both of those, um, being in real estate specifically and being a litigator, have been excellent. Selections. So you have knocked it out of the park for them if they're at 900 and haven't been in court. I'm going to say that. Good that's job. That's what I'm right? telling I'm going to knock on one for you, too, because that's what you want. George, George and, and the first court case is in the end of the world? No. It'll feel like it. And we realize <laughs> that it's going to happen because it, it happens. But, you know, George has just been so important with the growth of the company because he's given us a good anchor to make sure that the direction, you know, that we were going with things, you know, made sense, kept That's us great. compliant. Um, I, you know, I don't think we'd would have grown as fast as we have without, you know, having a great anchor um, out of George. So, so, and what's the third thing? So we, so what we have so far is economies of scale, mm -hmm. you know, to achieve efficiencies and kind of the market sense that you need to be able to be successful as an agent or a broker. And secondly, Good legal counsel that's yeah. in the field that knows the courtroom and 
the real estate market and the real estate world, what's the third thing you would say? Um, in terms of growing from a smaller business? Just, into a yeah, what would, a, yeah. What would you say to any agent or small broker or, or smaller broker? Yeah, I, uh, I think uh, for big thing, communication. Communication okay. being transparent. So Eric and Chuck and Chris, everyone is very clear on this is what we're doing and this is why we're doing it. Um, I'm very impressed. So corporate culture. Corporate culture. So in other words, the internal ability to be just blunt with each other. Well, not even just blunt. I mean, it's very yeah. the way that they describe it to the group. Hey, we are making this change at a brokerage level, and mm -hmm. here is why. Uh, okay. Some people and some companies say, we are the bosses. This is what's happening. They say, well, why? Don't, you don't need the to know why. Because. No, they are very right. clear in how they deliver so. <laughs> it. And they say, oh, and then in most cases, it's like, oh, that makes sense. And Chuck and Eric, and they, they're very agent focused. And it's like, this is why we think it's great for the brokerage and why your business are going are to grow gotcha. from it. Yeah. And, and I would just add that the four principals, Mike and Chris and Chuck and Eric, are passionate about what they do. You're not going to be successful in the real estate brokerage or basically any business unless you just really have that next level of care. And they really do. So, I mean, it's been quite impressive to see them grow and have such passion well, about the numbers don't lie, right? right? Numbers speak for themselves. Right. You guys have, have killed it so far. Uh, good team. Thank you guys for coming today. No, appreciate, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank the you for having us. This is awesome. Yeah. And now let's step aside and have a word from our sponsors. And thank you to our sponsor, Alcunis. Alcunis is a one-stop resource for all your business and legal support services. Whether you need operations management support, website development, invention prototyping, patent searching, Alconis has it covered. Alconis understands you can't do everything yourself. Virtual operations and HR support, business formations and patent searches are just a few of the many services they provide either directly or through their network of specialized partners. Alconis serves law firms with professional management support, virtual paralegal assistance, and coordination of outsourced services, including the difficult task of e-discovery and deposition logistics. Think of Alconis as your legal services business concierge. You focus on your core services and they'll take care of the rest. For more information, visit www.allconus.com. That's allconus.com. Thank you for listening. Download us wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or Play. Uh, thanks to Chris and Mike and George for joining us today on Black Letter Podcast. That's all for today's episode of Black Letter. Thanks again for listening. Join us next time when we talk about more Black Letter issues in creative ways. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Play so you never miss an episode. And to catch us on video, check out our website at blackletterstudios.com.